Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 11 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt, co-host Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski, Ludwig, Just before we start, I got to tell you, we received a message from a listener that asked for us not to pick on you this time. What do you think, Ludwig? Yeah, but Mike, we uh, never pick on Lud. Ah, That's exactly what I was going to say, Miles. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that Uncle Homer thought as good as a lead balloon. (laughs) I didn't know what the guy was talking about. We would never be mean to him. He wanted to call this Be Nice to Ludwig. I thought... We're always nice to Lud. Right. Yeah, that's how I saw Miles Bauer. All right, listen, everybody, we got to jump into this. It's a big list today. And right off the top, I got to do a personal dive for a minute. The GOP AGs, all of them, by the way, state Republican AGs, take aim at the Dem plea for Biden to shut down critical ammo manufacturing. Uh, I got to tell you, these folks are on fire, and I just, I honestly, I don't want to make this show about guns and ammo, so I, I'll reel myself down, but the concept that suggests if there's no ammo, there will be no gun violence is idiocy on steroids. There is no such thing as gun violence. There is human beings being violent that use tools, but these folks are lost deeply lost in the woods of of arguing over methodology rather than reason. Why are these people killing each other? What in the world are they thinking? And so they say, okay, you can have your second amendment. Good luck with it because no ammo for you. And let me tell you folks something. I I just, I I, got to pause. Remember, this show started out as the Renegade Rivers show. It was entirely sponsored by a gun shop. So, yes, I have a personal view of this. I owned Renegade River. And by the way, let me tell you that for the first time in 12 years, uh, this year, and in fact, this week, I've given back my federal firearms license because the kooks in our government have gotten so insane with the things that they want gun dealers to ask and do. Folks, folks, this is not what's causing our problems. Well, what's what's bad is, and this is where you have to know history, and, and it's not real critical to know how hard this history is. Whenever the government gets involved in regulations or tries to stop something, what does that create, Mike? That usually it creates a cottage industry or a black market. Exactly. So now right. for, therefore, there's no regulation on what's now produced. The right. government's not on all tax revenue and oversight. So they they try to end this ammunition thing. All they're going to do is send these ammunition manufacturers, not necessarily right. this company, but people, right. to open up to black market. It doesn't make sense. Listen, it, it doesn't for a whole bunch of reasons. Some of them are actually science reasons, so skip the politics. First off, folks, I can make black powder in my backyard. Let's just be honest with you. These are natural ingredients. These things that make gunpowder... They didn't get here on a spaceship from planet Schwartz. I can make it in my yard. It's just idiocy. So during the Obama administration, 
they took a, a whack at smelt uh, at the smelting process, lead smelting. They both wiped out the lead industry. Who did it affect? Nobody. It just caused importation and it made competition of the limited lead manufacturing we have in the US. By the way, lead is always secondary, secondary use lead. Let me be specific. So it put us ammunition dealers, me now no longer, but as it were, and me as a sports enthusiast, me as an ammunition manufacturing licensed dealer, by the way, it put us in competition with medical industry and all kinds of other industries that also use lead. The progressive mindset, often they'll say things, by the way, that I don't disagree with, but 100% of the time uh, they go too far. And they are like the book of unintended consequences. So to your point, it creates a black market. To my point, I don't even need the black market. I can make it out of my garage. It's just silliness on steroids. That That's my point. And again, I don't want to make the show over it, but- I'm like, I don't think it has to be a show over ammunition. It's a, it's a show of overreach creating unintended consequences for sure. I mean, so, this has been the argument with abortions, right? So if the federal government overregulates, right, they ban it all. What's going to happen? Well, they create the black market where women are now in danger. And if we create this market, what's going to happen with drugs? We end up with bad drugs. So it's government definitely overextending its hand well, and it, overplaying its hand, really. It, it is, Lud, but let me stop you on because something you said is an interesting comparison. That's the drug use. We run around like chickens with no heads, all fired up over what drugs are coming from China through Mexico, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody ever asks the question, why in the heck do we have people that want to put poison in their body? Why is nobody asking that? I don't care if it comes from China or Mexico. It isn't going in Mike Hewitt's body. I don't know why that's beyond their scope to get their mind around the fact that they're arguing with the wrong end of the stick. As long as there's a demand, there will be a supplier. That's a fact. As long as there's been human beings, when there's a demand, there's going to be a supply. And you mean basic economics? I see Miles Bowers nodding his head yes. Miles, what's your take on this? Yeah, although people will will argue, what is the difference between drugs and booze? Uh, they will do that. The difference is, is that some of the folks passing the laws like the booze. What the, the reason? It's they regulated. Like the tax on the booze, by the way. Right. Go ahead, Miles. Well, Miles, you're you're right. It's regulation, right? Booze is regulated. Right. And except for if you're in a state now, like Michigan where it's legalized marijuana, other drugs aren't ready. So anything can be used to make them. Uh, yeah, and yeah, you're, you're right. You're right, Lud. But with that marijuana in Michigan for recreational use, they taxed the bejeebers out of it. And by the way, and this was a Republican cold state government at the time controlled, and there was a big money changing hands behind the scenes. Let's call that what it was. So everybody's trying to argue over the definition of establishment. Oh, you should have seen the dope money changing hands. That's the establishment in this humble guy's opinion. <laughs> I see Miles is grinning big now. Miles, am I wrong on this, Miles Bauer? <laughs> no, no, no. You you are right. Did you see the uh, 
the Katie Lake uh, audio where apparently some guy was trying to um, buy her off to not oppose cinema in the state of Arizona. I didn't see that. No, I missed that. No, they were uh, apparently some guy who is with some big donor was attempting to buy Lake off. Yeah, that's I've heard that's her uh, op opposition to uh, Senator Cinema. Yeah, mine. There you go, Lud. What were you trying to say? No, I, I I've heard about the Carrie Lake thing, and uh, it's there. What it really what it's about is they're trying to get to go after Carrie Lake and drown her because she is very outspoken and and not establishment. Well, but in fairness to both of you, money trade changes hands constantly in these election cycles. Please oh, yeah. do this, don't do that. Say this, don't do that. I'll help your brother or your sister with that side business. They got, let's make a deal. Let's go have a cocktail. Don't say that anymore. Let's go have a salad together. Let's go have some tofu together. <laughs> and money is trading hands. I had to say, it is gone. I mean, you don't think that was involved with the Wicked Witch of the North and the EV battery factory? Absolutely. Big Do Remy was back there. And we need to touch on that deeper somewhere in the next couple of weeks. Folks, stay with us. We've got to go to a break, but we will be right back. Listen, guys, let's jump back into it. I'm I'm reading an article. I got to take us down here because you guys are going to have to educate me. Border battle lines. Dems call on Biden to seize control of the Texas National Guard as GOP allies back at it. The Lone Star State is fighting multiple legal battles with the federal government amid the migrant invasion at the southern border. That's from Fox News, but I found that essentially that article everywhere even yahoo couldn't avoid touching on it somebody help me out miles you've been following this yeah and you know i'm a little torn i mean i understand that the founders wanted certain things to be handled by the federal government and then on the other hand the founders were very passionate about states rights right so I am, I am, I mean, I, so I get that the high court ruled that the federal government is in charge here. I just mm -hmm. don't know if the founders align to that or not. I, I got to tell you, hang on, Lud. I got to tell you first, Miles, the only thing I could find that's, that the Supreme Court actually already ruled on was that the barbed wire could be cut. Yeah. I didn't find them jumping into the deep end on states' rights, but our founders and federalism itself defines a state as a sovereign state and all of the states together combine in an association that we call the federal government. And from the founding forward, states had state militias because a state has the right to defend itself. And I would submit to you all that if a state doesn't have the right to 
defend itself, then by definition, it is not a state at all, but nothing but a regional tax collection center, which is what the left wants a state to be. Ludwig, go ahead. So, Miles, great point. Uh, federal government is outlined to one of its two major duties is to protect our nation's borders. Absolutely. Uh, however, they're not. And I think at that point, when this federal government's no longer exercising its or fulfilling its uh, fiduciary duties, it's up to the state to then take its own borders and defend it. The National Guard, in my opinion, is not federal military. It's there to protect the national border and the state's border. Therefore, the federal government should not be telling them what they can or can't do on that state's border, whether it's international or national. So I'm, I'm looking at a meme that somebody created. I shared with you guys, but it shows a picture of, of, of the world map. Uh, can anyone explain why our military is here? And it shows arrows all over Africa and Europe. When the invasion is here, and it shows a circle around our southern border. And anyone that doesn't like the word invasion is not looking at the map. This isn't ideological. When you have approaching 10 million people cross the border inside a 36-month 30, period from 160 other nations, anyone that doesn't see that as an invasion is hoping for a vote and nothing more. So I like the graphic you sent, Mike, but I'm intelligent enough to understand what the premise is stating. But in truth, that map's not telling the truth. Okay. Federal troops cannot be deployed on the U.S. soil unless we are in active war. So there would have to be an active war player. We are. Let, let, let me stop you. In my view, when you have 10 million mm -hmm. sovereign citizens of other countries cross your border, if you don't think you are at war, you are flagrantly lying to yourself. And that's, that's why I not, said I'm in that's not one train load of folks looking for a house. That's 10 the population of the great state of, of, of Michigan or or Illinois or you pick a state. It would be the eleventh largest state of our fifty. That's yeah. an invasion by any measure of the word. Get your handy dandy paperback, Webster's dictionary out and look up invasion. I'm sorry. Well, I, no, I, I agree. I agree with you. You know that. And and I, Miles knows that that we're on the same page with this. However, that graphic is there to create angst because we have not officially declared war in Congress. So therefore our govern our federal troops cannot go to that border. They can't take ground uh battles within the united states <laughs> okay but are we at war i believe we are we yes. don't know it yet yeah like, or we do know it but we're allowing it is maybe really what's happening you know the uh thing that i think is genius is when abbott started flying and busing these people into other states right because then it made every state in the union a southern border state that's exactly Miles. right you can give DeSantis the credit on that now. He's dropped out. He's no longer sanctimonious. You can give DeSantis the credit. <laughs> Miles, it's not his fault. He's a cruiser. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I got to tell you, the Lone Star State is fighting multiple legal battles. 
I, that, that's that's an interesting thing for me because to me this shouldn't be a legal battle. Anybody, and by the way, it goes to your point. The folks in New York City that love this, and we're a sanctuary city. The the, the folks in Sacramento, etc. All of these folks were dancing in the aisles with excitement because they were a sanctuary city, and it was part of what they used to rev up the 2020 election. We talked about it on this show then. But Abbott proved them they don't actually mean that. That was just a bumper sticker. We wanted some votes. We wanted you to feel, feel the sympathy that we're pouring out. We didn't actually want the illegal invasion. We just wanted the sympathy votes. Come on. Oh, but but Mike, now, now all these cities, they want money from Biden. Right. Yes. They need it. Well, that federalizes it. So some on the left are excited by the idea of more more central planning and government funding. Because folks, I tell you, I don't want to take us down a different path right now, but our federal government uses funding to change the direction of your townships and your counties and your cities and your state, just like it does any other third world nation. That's a fact. Like, you you we're going to give you a free grant for your park, and all you got to do is sign away all of the rights that you thought you had. Anybody that has ever read when these cities and townships and counties petition the government for some free money, you start reading the 100 billion pages they put together. Oh my goodness, the stuff they trade away for a park is insane. I only bring that up because that's what we're seeing again. That's what we're seeing on this topic is money. Money is controlling it, just like we talked about in the first segment, well, how it controls alcohol and how it controls marijuana. And in truth, why it's not stopping the drugs from crossing that border is money. Go ahead, Lud. I'm sorry. No, it's kind of like dealing with your parents, right? Like when you're a teenager, if you wanted to go out that night and you needed some money, you might do the dishes, you pick up a little bit, they get home and they're like, oh, the house looks nice. You're like, yeah, it looks great. Can I get 20 bucks to go out tonight? And they were more willing to give it to you because you did something for it. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, I, yeah, here, because you did that. But if you hadn't done what they wanted, you wouldn't get the money. Right. So there's always ties to it. Think about it. Ohio, I know during your guys' time, Ohio was drinking age of 18. Yeah. Did you guys I, spent some, I spent some time in Ohio. I remember. It, yeah. tastes, <laughs> like, it tastes like mud puddle water. <laughs> and why did that get changed? Federal funding. I, yeah, it was right. Miles was with me. It was it was nasty stuff. Oh, want another three two beer? No, pour it out, please. Take my share. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it was during prohibition, but it might have been. But um... <laughs> nice. No, we were not there during prohibition. <laughs> we're not that old, Ludwig. You're not, oh, Ludwig. Tell me your point. You got twenty seconds. Let me know. No, listen, it all comes down to money. Everything we see comes down to money. Why Why are these coyotes allowed to bring things in? Money. Why are we letting the cartels bring the drugs in? Money. It's all about money, which right. turns votes, which will turn into money for them. Yeah, you're right. And the same as what's, and we're going to have to go to Michigan in a minute. Folks, stay with us. We will be, be back.
listen, folks, if you're just tuning in, my name is Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdersky. Listen, let me brag for a second. We are broadcasting from our flagship station, WHTC, Halland, Michigan, on the shores of Frozen Lake, Michigan, here at 1450 AM and 99.7 FM. But we are blessed to, to be heard on stations mostly all the way across the U.S. We thank our affiliates for carrying us. If you're hearing us folks on one of our affiliates, you are absolutely listening to the best radio show, radio station in your town. And how do we know that? Because we approve them, they don't approve us. I'm just telling you. Folks, listen, Miles Ludwig, before we get back to the show list, I gotta pause. I wanna take this just briefly in a real short, different direction. Up here in the great state of Michigan, Comrade Whitmer, our governor, what do you call her, Miles Bauer? Wicked Witch of the North. She wants to have free college, community college for everybody in the state. Ludwig, you're a college professor. How do you feel about that idea? No, I think it's awful. Um, for, I mean, just multiple reasons. Number one, uh, free college today. You know, the college students are like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, great. It's it's five to ten years down the road. So by the time you're done and you're paying for your college, you'll now be paying for somebody else. That's one problem. Two, already a bachelor's degree is the equivalent of a high school diploma in the job market 20 years ago. So you already need a master's to separate yourself. So now just expand that even further because if your first two years is free, people are going to now pay for the master's. It's this, it's a stupid idea. Here's how I see it. Okay, I, I first off, I mostly agree with what you just said. I write, she wants free community college for everybody, but she knows there's no such thing as free college because that's a silly idea. What she actually means is she'll gladly extort the wages of somebody else for your Democrat vote because that's what we're talking about. And the reason I brought it up is because what Miles and Mice exchange over the fact that money is behind all of this nonsense. Ludwig, you were in on that. My mind flipped back to her. She's promising millions of dollars that the state does not have to make sure the education that to your point, Ludwig, and I'll do the math with you, that about 75% of the curriculum that you'll take has absolutely squat to do with whatever your life direction is trying to be. It's meaningless. So I often, whenever we get on these topics, I reflect back to my Uncle Dewey, who lived and worked just outside Washington, D.C., passed away in his 90s, had an eighth grade education. And when I was a little boy looking at Uncle Dewey, go, wow, you seem really smart for a guy with only an eighth grade education until I started looking at what eighth grade in his era meant compared to what a four-year degree means in our era. Folks, we're trading away so much, and guess what we're doing it for? Money. My last point on this, Miles, I want you to chime in, because if I'm all wet, I need to hear it from you. But it seems like to me, every time they give us something for free, the effect of it is that that particular item actually ends up costing more. Is that true? Yeah, you know, the the other thing that I, I would bring out, I actually like the plumber that comes in and puts my bathroom back together when it breaks. Yep. And, you know, perhaps that plumber didn't go to community college. Maybe he went to a vocational school. So is the Wicked Witch of the North, is she also going to pay 
for part of his truck or his tools right. to actually fix my uh, plumbing. Right. And, and listen, folks, on that point, I've got four son-in-laws. One of them is a plumber by trade. And I've got to tell you, I'm going to get in trouble with my other son-in-laws. But he's a great example because everything that he's learned, he had to go through an apprentice process. He didn't just suddenly one day wake up with a toolbox and go, I get it. I know everything. He spent years learning that. Here's the part where I said, I'm going to get in trouble with my other son-in-laws. Of my four son-in-laws, I love them all like sons, but I call on him more than I do the rest of them combined because he brings a value to our society, to my home. And those folks, those folks meaning the Ivy League folks, the, 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 the Gretchen Whitmers, they don't, that's not on their radar because it's not, it doesn't put money in their pocket. Why are we taking a different approach to this? Okay, so first of all, let's say you give us money to people going to community college. Number one, what's going to happen to the freshmen, sophomores at Michigan State, Michigan, and the big universities? Are they not going to go anymore? And if that happens, now you've got to invest in infrastructure in your community colleges, which costs more. Just going that route, there's one problem. But two, let's go down a level. You can already do dual enrollment through high school. I know students who are graduating high school and already having a junior status. You already have the ability to have this to have the federal government or the state government pay for your college because most of the stuff they do in high school is worthless anyways. Uh, their last two years, they only have two to four core classes they need. The rest is really filler time. So they have this opportunity. If it's really that important, start pushing the kids to half community college, half high school. Number one. Number two. Get back the trades in their junior and senior years so a kid can graduate high school. With apprenticeship hours. I know a girl who used to cut my hair when she graduated, same year or two years after I did. She was already a beautician, had her 10-month certificate done, her schooling done, her hours in by the time she graduated high school because she did it at a tech school. Instead of taking worthless humanities in high school watching movies, she was learning to cut hair, so she left high school with a skill. Why don't we take this money that we have so much in abundance of to add additional dollars into schooling and reallot allot it to the high school level and re and redesign how we teach at that level so people come out with skills. I, I, listen, first off, I was lost on two topics. First off, I'm looking at your hairdo right now thinking that is not bragging rights for that young lady. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't do it. What was that? A, was that like a number four bowl? That she used. Man, this is this is sky. Oh my goodness gracious. I, I was I was making myself not laugh all the way through that. The other point is is when you kept you kept using the, the word if they're gonna give money, you use some terminology similar to that. And I want to translate that from you. Here, would you like some money? I just knocked him down and took it from him. Because that's that's where the money comes from. But there we are. Stole his money, and I'm going to give it to you under the agreement that you vote for me. Yeah, that's how the system works. Yep. And really, her plan is to get the uh, the lower income people to continue to vote for because they're the ones that are going to go to community college. They're not the ones that are necessarily going to go to the big universities. And again, if you go to a big university, do you get your first two years paid for it, or is it only if you go to community college? 
I, I gotta skip ahead before we run out of time before the for the before the next break. California homeless people are found living inside caves, twenty feet below the streets. I bring this up because, listen, folks, every single week when I'm doing show prep, I swim through a sea of terrible stories about California. You know, they're asking people that leave California not to besmirch them on the Internet. What? Come on, folks, I'm sorry, but when I've been joking, not joking, actually, sadly, for real, about dropping these places back to third world nations it didn't occur to me that we're actually dropping them back to being cave people and not, we're not talking about a family we're talking about entire communities that are living in tunnels underneath the streets <laughs> i can't get my head around that and those folks out there and progressive in general they ignore that or they think it's correct we're down to 30 seconds but somebody Miles Ludwig, someone make me feel better about this topic. No, you've seen I this movie, Miles. These uh, these people continue to vote for this. Miles, I, I gotta tell you, that's exactly the part I don't get. Folks, you've been hearing me for the last couple of months. I, I generally don't get why somebody would vote for that. Listen, we've got to go to a break. We will be right back. Mike Hewitt here. I'm trying to find a current republic, or one from any time in history, where millions of citizens from other countries could vote in its elections. Think about it. Approaching 10 million unvetted citizens just since Biden's inauguration from 160 foreign countries somehow have a vote in our country. They will have a significant impact on our local, state, and federal elections. How does that make sense to Biden and his fringe left supporters? The only place in the world that allows illegal aliens to vote for national offices are progressive states in America. And there's talk in D.C. of federalizing that insanity. The American left seems bent on devaluizing your citizenship just like they did the dollar bill. Enough already. Tell your elected state and federal representation no. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll be glad you did. Listen, here's what I'm saying. When when you sit and listen to that spot, I, I got to tell you, the, the, the part that gets me, along with the fact I consider this an invasion when we're approaching 10 million, is the fact that there are a number of states, and like I mentioned in the spot, on a federal level, where they want to give these folks, they want to give them the vote. And it's the equivalent, as I, as I mentioned early on in the show, It'd be the 11th biggest state in the union if it were one state. And we want to give them the vote. I, somebody help me. Miles, does that make sense to you? No, but you can pretty much write off New York and California, right? So if, if they have a few more folks voting, 
does that really Im impact a national vote? I agree with that, but what yeah, they I do mean, is now now they they could potentially turn Texas purple, right. which would pretty much do in. You know, which would pretty much make the Democrats in total control. It it would, and but but when you look at, for instance, the the 2020 and the 2016, especially the 2016 federal election, they pointed at California and thought and and, and actually said, "We wasted millions of votes because we've got all of our people in one spot," which left me wondering. When we're watching the people pouring out of California, is, are those policies being enacted to cause those people to leave, to cause them to take their elective voting practices to other states? I, I can't help but think that. I, I just can't get around the concept of just saying, yes, come here and vote. A hundred folks, we're talking about people from 160 nations around the world. They're citizens of other nations that are crossing our border unvetted and illegally, and we're asking them to take part in our federal election process. I hunted, guys, everybody, I hunted this week for other countries to, to offer as an example of what goes wrong when you do that. I couldn't find any. I literally couldn't find any. There were a few places in Europe, like I mentioned, there were a few places that allowed local elections, but the United States is the only place where large swaths states allow it and where it's being debated on a federal level. Ludwig, what say you on it? Well, I think it's asinine. I mean, it states right in the Constitution, you gotta be a United States citizen to vote. Number two, you know, we always talk about how the Democrats used to hide these things and not vocally say it, but in a hearing not too long ago, the chair Nader, stated yeah this is happening but it's at right. the local level it's not the federal level like he was justifying it um now i do remember a couple of years ago at least in the college world there was a debate on should students vote for their local representatives at the college they're visit their or back home where their voting is actually at right. because they spend more time at the college and and that was a tricky one because my problem with that was you got Grand Valley State in the middle of Allendale, which is a conservative area, but you have 20,000 Grand Valley students who could completely flip and change that whole district. Uh, and should that be the case when they're going to go home? Uh, here's the problem I had with that at the time and still do is that they weren't, not all of them, a measurable percentage were voting in both places. So they voted in Indiana and then they came up to the U of M or wherever they went and they voted again. There was a measurable number of people doing that. And mm -hmm. I would submit to you that that was actually the goal, that the folks advancing that knew that that would be a measurable outcome. I, yep. I, I don't think that's appropriate. Listen, I, we've got to go to a, Ludwig, we've got to go to your topic. But before we do, hang on, I, we, we, we've talked about Texas off and on today. There is a big push in Texas, again, what they call Texas, um, they want to leave the union still. And part of their fear, by the way, is that they cannot control their borders and they're being they're being absolutely swamped by the folks leaving California. Miles, I see you're laughing. Educate us, help us. No, no, I mean there there's a lot of that going on. I think there are portions of Oregon that I think are trying to become 
part of I, Ida, Idaho because they 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 uh, don't want to associate themselves with the insanity going on in Portland. Right. So there there are a lot of states. I mean, e even in my home state here in Illinois, a majority of the counties are all red, but yet the state is still deep blue. Sure, you got Chicago. If you could get some scissors and cut Chicago off, Illinois will be American again. Just right. Saying. All right, Ludwig, are you ready for your topic? So, sure. What was the name of the lady that did the debate with President Trump and ended up losing her job at Fox News and now she's out doing podcasts and other, I can't. Oh, Megan, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. How I got on this topic is I watched a a Reels video clip of Megyn Kelly talking about Michelle Obama and what Megyn Kelly was saying is that she's hearing a lot of folks on the Democrat inside, Miles is shaking his head and smiling again, they're saying that what they're planning on doing is getting Biden to step down, not step down, but walk away from his candidacy in May and, Ob and Michelle Obama is going to become the candidate at the De Democrat convention. Keeping in mind, folks, I've been saying for six months that the coming Democrat convention in Chicago is going to make the 1968 Chicago convention look like a peace rally. Well, wait, it was a peace rally, but they were beating the zebras out of each other in the name of peace. <laughs> so, Miles, you were laughing at me. So what, what say you on, are you going to get Michelle Obama? President no, I, Obama? no, this is right up there with Oprah is going to run. You think that? You think that? Well, no, but I, I'm just saying I, that this is a thing that gets floated out every once in a while. Yep. And it's it's shiny and it's fun and it's fun to look at through the window. But in in reality, no. I've I've listen after I heard that from Megan Kelly, I went to DuckDuckGo.com because I didn't want to get Google lied. And I found articles everywhere from name brand media sources. The overriding theme seemed to be, the overriding theme seemed to be that President, former President Obama has reached out to the major donor class and said, quit giving to Biden because we're going to dehorse him in May. Is that true? I don't have a clue. But Ludwig loves the topic. So Ludwig, what say you? You're going to get Michelle Obama as your next president? First of all, she ran. You I think do she... think people are that. I think there are people that are dumb, but I don't think she's running. I think it's it's a wishful thinking. To me, I put them on the same level as the Detroit Lions fans who believed for 30 years that Mary Sanders was coming back. Okay. <laughs> it's no wishful thinking. It's a pipe dream. By the way, Barry Sanders is not coming back to the Super Bowl when the Lions get in it. Okay. So he might want to, though. It would be cool if they did sign him to a contract. But I think Barack wants his wife to be president. Yep. But I think there's one thing that Trump did show feel like Oprah. And and I remember when I, I said, I did talk to Oprah about this. And this is something I think Michelle Obama definitely considers. Do you want half the country to hate you? And Michelle Obama and like Oprah don't want that. They want you know, everything. You know where I, where I disagree with you is approaching half the country already hates her. And she knows that because she came off with some really racist and snarky 
nasty messaging during Obama's candidacy. And a lot of people I haven't forgotten, and it's all over YouTube. Folks, you don't have to listen to me. You can find it all over the place. She made some outrageous comments in in defense of that uh, Reverend Wright or whatever that radical's name was. So I listen, is it fun to think about? Yeah, maybe. I guess it's fun. The only thing I know is that we need to keep a watch on it. Folks, listen, we've got to run, but please, please be safe. We will see you next week. 